Welcome everyone to another episode of the Read, Watch, Listen podcast from the East Brunswick Public Library podcast. I'm Chris Barnes. I'm your host, where we catch up with people in the community and our library users about what they're reading, watching, and listening. Our special guest is a local businessman. He is an actor, a voice acting expert. He runs an acting school. It's Dennis Connors from Next Gen Acting. Dennis, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Chris and Melissa, for having me. I am so excited to be here. Yeah. So, Dennis, you have an interesting business and career and profession. So could you tell our listeners about what that actually means? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, I'm a professional actor. I grew up in Serville, which is right next door to East Brunswick. At a young age, I was really interested in musical theater and the stage. I went away to study musical theater in college. And then during my college years, I really got interested in on-camera acting, directing, producing, and voiceover. So by the time that I graduated, I got really into voiceover in the New York area, signed on with my awesome agents at Atlas Talent, both in New York and in LA. And on the side, I've been doing other projects, such as I ran a acting school up in Milburn. And now this past year, I started up Next Gen Acting, which is an acting school for people of all ages, kids, teens, adults. I've got programs for everybody. And we concentrate on next-gen skills like voiceover and on-camera. Because with social media, with how many streaming platforms there are, everyone that wants to be an actor needs to know all these newer skills. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, with, like you said, people are consuming more media than ever before, and you need talent set for that. Now, voice acting is a unique thing that I don't think a lot of people really appreciate how much work goes into it. When I was in college, I took a voice and diction class thinking it would be easy and it would fulfill one of my communication requirements. And dear Lord, it was a nightmare. So what is the biggest misconception that people have about voice acting? Well, I think that there's two main misconceptions. The first one is that there's only voiceover in animation and cartoons. That's just not true anymore. There's voiceover everywhere you look. Fire alarms, phone messaging systems, real stories audiobooks, podcasts like we're on right now. It is literally everywhere. So that's the first misconception is that it's not everywhere. It's anywhere you can hear anything. And number two, the big misconception is that if you want to get into voiceover, you have to have a big boisterous radio voice that can really command attention. That's just not true anymore. A lot of the brands that are looking to create audio commercials, they want a really personal, intimate sounding person, right? They want someone to sound exactly how they are. Because the way that media has evolved, listeners will tune out things that are over salesy, right? And so we've evolved away from that broadcaster voice. No, no doubt about that. Okay, so let's get into it. So what have you been watching? Ooh, I've been watching so, like, I feel like my TV is always going. What I was watching most recently is Andor. It has been incredible. I didn't start until like the fourth or fifth episode. It's really political, which I love. And there are no Jedi in it, which for a Star Wars cinematic universe media project was really interesting to see. Now, were you a fan of Rogue One? Because I know that film, either people loved it or they were like, that's not Star Wars to me. And so this is a continuation of that. I mean, I personally loved it, and I'd say it's in my top three Star Wars films. Oh, I completely agree. Rogue One might be my favorite Star Wars movie. Even though you know what's going to happen at the ending of Rogue One, it, it still pulls you emotionally. You get attached to all the characters and the struggle that they're all persevering against, right? 
And then Andor, you just see the beginning of it all, the beginning of the rebellion and how the politics around it use the, the rebels as pawns in some cases. It's just incredible and fascinating. Yeah, no, I, I've been waiting for some time off because I want to sit through one day with no distractions and watch all of it. I've been tr- I've been trying to make a good effort not to have any spoilers. So you have, like I said, one of the reasons why I put it off is because I love Rogue One so much, and if it is slightly didn't meet my expectations on it, it would mean I would have to tear down all my K two S O posters from my cubicle, and I wouldn't want to live in a world like that. <laughs> I don't think you'll be disappointed. Okay, all right, it's quite good. It gets the dentist stamp of approval. So we're going to segue two thumbs into up. two thumbs up. All right. So next, what have you been listening to? Listening to? Okay. Well, I've been listening to this podcast series called Behind the Bastards, which is pretty cool. Each week, there's usually two episodes per bastard. They talk about someone in history who has had a big negative influence on the world or on society. So there's a bunch of dictators and fascists and evil corporate people that are on that list, people that have served time for their crimes, some not. But it's really fascinating to hear all the different stories and how they became the bastards they are. And then they have another podcast, which is really funny. It's cool people who do cool things. So it's people through history that have had a really positive impact that you might not have heard of at home. No, no. Those are, that's usually like one of the more interesting things. Who is one of the more interesting profiles that they did? Behind the Bastards? Well, let's let's say on the positive one. Oh, so. on the positive side. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think who was my favorite. They went into some of the history about people back in the day with the witch trials and people who were on the legitimately good side of it that were, you know, trying to figure out medicines and sort that were wrongfully persecuted. I guess those kind of episodes are interesting, but... Yeah, I'm more interested in the negative podcasts, unfortunately. But on a lighter note, the thing that I am definitely listening to is Christmas and holiday music. I am a big sucker for the holidays, so I have it on repeat all the time, especially the Bare Naked Ladies holiday album. It's classic. I find it's just interesting because so much of like the holiday music, it's so well produced. There's so many featured guest musicians, and it's, I mean, people like holidays and they know it's a, it's a fun thing in that on the back end, the business side, there's serious money in the publishing and the royalties from it. So if you can write a perfectly crafted holiday hit, that's a nice steady check that's going to come in for the rest of your life. And, you know, someone's got to get paid after all. Yeah. Mariah Carey is a queen, right? Yeah. Now I have a, a, a professional question for you since you're talking about your podcast listening. Since you do so much time doing voiceover work, do you listen to things with a more critical ear? Like even if it's the greatest content, if you're like, oh, I know they're not using their microphone correctly or, oh, this person's voice is just a little off or they're popping their vowel sounds or whatever. Do you listen with that level of a... Yeah, yeah, because there are really famous people, like I'm not going to name any names, but there are some really famous people that have started podcasts and I've like listened to like hear what they've got to do and they have wonderful microphones, but their sound sounds awful because they have no treatment in their room. So it's, it's echoing off all the walls, and it turns me off so quickly. Another thing that really turns me off is mouth clicks. All that stuff, when I hear a lot <laughs> of that that hasn't been you know tuned out or at least the person hasn't been drinking enough water before they've gotten into the studio, that's something that you know turns me off a little bit from podcasts and audiobooks. It, it can be really apparent. But honestly, on the flip side, if there are too many breaths, like breaths taken out, it'll sound unnatural, and I'll be like, 
oh, well, they did too much work on the podcast. So <laughs> you need to find the right medium where things sound natural, but it doesn't sound too natural. It's like when you use the filters on Instagram and it's that one spectrum and you put it all the way to the right and it makes all the blemishes on your face pop out. I don't like that either, you know? No, no. And now I know what to say when I'm discussing these podcasts to people so I can sound smarter. So thank you on behalf of all our listeners. And our last question is, because we are a library after all, and even though we say that we're more than just books, people come here to read all the time. So what would you recommend our listeners to read next time they stop by the library? Okay, so I have three recommendations. Number one, I've been listening to, well, I guess I just outed myself as an audiobook <laughs> listener. I listened to Radical Love by Zachary Levi. It's a great audio biography about his life and what he experienced, especially with his mental health. He suffered from a lot of anxiety and depression, and it's really interesting to hear from him, a really successful actor, how the entertainment industry has impacted his uh, emotional and mental health. So that's one that I really suggest. The other one I really suggest is Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Brene uh, does a fantastic job of describing each of these 42 different emotions in a way that's very specific. And it really helped me figure out my own emotions in my personal life. But also, I've looked at it through the aspect of as an actor. And it's like, wow, if I can really understand what the difference of these emotions are, I can play them better as a performer. So I highly suggest that. And my last book, which I always recommend, is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's one of these books that I return to year after year after year. And I always find something new that's impactful to my life when I'm reading it in that current moment. So I highly suggest that. Very cool. And you can find all of those at the library. So this is going to pretty much wrap it up. Dennis, thank you for being on the show. Is there anything you'd like to add? You can plug your website, any oh, projects yeah. or fun stuff that you'd like to share with us? Absolutely. Absolutely. This whole entire past week, we did our winter acting camp with Playhouse 22 at the East Brunswick Community Arts Center. It went fantastically. We had a bunch of young performers from 7 to 12 and 13 through 17. And in uh, January and beyond, we have an after-school acting academy. So if you're interested in acting, on-camera, voiceover, or musical theater, feel free to visit our website at nextgenacting.com and uh, schedule a free new student meeting with us so that you can discover how great of an actor you can be. This sounds good. Dennis, thank you for being on the show. Dennis is a great person in the community. He's volunteered here at the library to do courses for us and to show off our equipment. So uh, Dennis, again, thank you so much for stopping by our podcast and being our special guest today. You can check out our complete backlog of all the podcasts, and that's at eppl.org slash podcast. And special thanks to Melissa Hozik, who's been producing this for us. And we'll see you at the library. Thanks. Thanks.